Welcome in to DNVR Buffs Live. I'm Henry Chisholm. We've got uh, our guy, Ryan Konigsberg, RK. What's How's up? it going, Ryan? Um, I'm really tired, but oh, no. like I haven't noticed it yet. You know oh, what I mean? I do know what you mean. That was me a couple hours ago, yeah. but I've since noticed it. It's going to be a long night, not going to lie. We've got this going, jump on the radio after this, get a little mm. more writing to do, and then bright and early, 8.30 a.m., we have the tailgate tomorrow. What, you're going to be at that tailgate, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I don't miss a tailgate. I don't miss a Buffs game. Um, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a fact of life. Death taxes and me tailgating before a Buffs home game. So before we get into things that matter, I know that you uh, you have a very strong opinion that doesn't oh, matter. We're going right into it. Yeah, huh? we are. We're just going straight there. It actually does matter. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm sick of gold, black, gold. Um, listen, I, I know, I know. I respect gold, black, gold to the highest degree. Um, well, I'm almost the highest. To the highest degree. Uh, we'll get okay. But I have a couple issues here. One, what Carl Durrell thinks about uniforms literally could not matter less. Hmm. And, and it's true of me as well, but I'm not speaking on behalf of me. I'm speaking on behalf of 17-year-old kids. I've, and I know yeah. for a fact that 17-year-old kids like fancy uniform combinations. They like Just look at every single player when they come on an official visit. Are they wearing gold, black, gold in their pictures? Almost none of them do. It's they true. wear black, 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 white, 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 silver, black, black. They're, they're wearing almost every other combination except gold, black, gold. So... Well, I adore gold, black, gold. I do have one issue with the current iteration of gold, black, gold. And that mm -hmm. is the fact that the golds don't match. And in mm -hmm. fact, they tweeted out a picture today. I think I've already scrolled past it. They tweeted out a picture today, like hyping up the game or whatever. And they're, they're wearing gold, black, gold. Yep. And you can see, I don't know who was in the picture. I think their number was in the 20s. It might have been like Robert Barnes. I don't know. It, yeah. I've got a scoop there. but He's holding his helmet down by his leg. And... The golds don't even come close to matching. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even within, like, three or four shades. Mm -hmm. I have a huge issue with that. It doesn't look right. It looks like they're wearing khakis with a with a, a black jersey and a gold helmet. The black jersey and gold helmet are elite. The pants, subpar at best. So, it's the mixture of that and the fact that players want to wear the fun uniforms that you got to mix it up. Now, I'm all for the whole idea of, like, save the best ones for some big games. Mm -hmm. So, like, the gold, black, black. If they don't wear that this year at some point, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. But I'm totally cool with them saving that for a big game. You know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. As I grew when I grew up, like, that was saved for, like, Nebraska or a big matchup against Oklahoma. Like, so I get that. But... When you're playing Northern Colorado at home, and maybe you can sell me on the season opener, you mm -hmm. should wear the the classics. Okay, you go to you travel for a huge game against Texas A&M on national TV. Wear something cooler. Wear something a little that gets recruits at home saying, "Ooh, that's dope." Um, you come home to Minnesota, mix it up a little bit. Maybe throw us a silver helmet. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just do something to make these kids who are watching the game because they have a really unique. Um, opportunity this week where they're going to be, you know, one of the few games going on in their time slot. Mm -hmm. Where's something that's that makes recruits say that's dope? Yeah, I get it. I get it. And yeah, at the end of the day, everything is about recruiting at this point. And as dumb as it is, 
but and it is really 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 dumb that every single decision that is made is made with like what 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 do the teenage boys think about this and it's like yeah it's the, the way it should be but also just imagine that being your like day-to-day -day, like what 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 would a teenage boy think of this are I we mean, doing think about like like the people who create ads for like nickelodeon shows yeah. They have to think, like, what does a nine-year-old boy think about this? And imagine this? laying in bed at night thinking, like, wow, I really hope those six-year-olds appreciate my work. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's a different you, world. I'm glad you took that where you did because, uh, you know, you were, heading, wow. you were heading down a dark path. Wow. But, I, mean, I didn't even realize. Yeah. Similar to how I didn't even realize the golds were different until, like, oh. like the two, everybody started talking this week. It's like, we have seen so much gold, black, gold. We need some something that shakes it up. And you get the responses to that where it's like, yeah, and why aren't the golds the same color? And I was like, the golds aren't the same color? And so then I like look back and yeah, they are not the same color. Not even close. No, not close. I wonder I want to see like a mock-up of the gold being the same as the helmet on the pants. Because because I can't even like picture. Would that just be too much gold? No. What do you mean? It's a proper amount of gold. If you're wearing gold pants and gold helmets, they need to match. It's just like the Cowboys. Yeah. If you look at the Cowboys uniform. That's different. If you look at the Cowboys <laughs> uniform from the waist up, you'd uh -huh. be like, wow, elite uniform. Yeah. Waist down, you're like, why are they wearing seafoam green pants? Are these like the Dallas mermaids? Yeah, Like exactly. what is going down? It does. They look like there. mermaids. It, yeah, that is totally different. That is awful. Like you should have the, the golds line up probably. probably. Like I need to see it first before I say absolutely the golds need to match. I mean, the I Buffs have gotten it bad. right before. My thing is, though, I mean, you look at, like, the good football programs. They wear the same uniforms okay, so, outside of Oregon. So you you bring up a good point. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not there yet. Fair. If you win every year for, you know, dozens mm -hmm. to decades, then you get to say, like, we don't have to do anything to recruit because Nick Saban recruits himself. Mm -hmm. um, or... Like at Penn State, you know, they have been a proud football program for a long time. The Buffs need to get a little more creative mm -hmm. to try and catch more eyeballs. It's just what it is. You can't, if you're Carl Durrell, you can't sit in someone's mm -hmm. living room and say, like, the record speaks for itself. Why wouldn't you come to Colorado? Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like, if those kids are making decisions based off of the uniforms, and it's like, oh, the, the difference between them, it's just like, what? What are you doing? Especially because gold, black, gold is the best, and that is the one with the history. It's like, yes, if you have an identity, like, I don't know. I'm torn. I, I don't firmly feel one way or the other about this one, where it's like gold, black, gold, every home game, except for, like, one or two where you change it up, and, and, and that makes it feel a lot cooler when you do change it up. Um, or is it just like trying you, to find you, a picture you of turn into the Oregon Ducks because what the Ducks do is – it's, it's changed everybody, and now everybody's following what Oregon does. Maybe Colorado does just need to buy in and be Oregon. Here's what the uniform looks like when they're the right match. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. It's solid. It's good. It's, it's very good. But, like, comparatively, personally, I don't care. But, again, care my uniform opinions typically hated unanimously. So, um, Yeah, last thing I'll say about this is I think you're right that, like, I don't know. I just think gold. Honestly, if we're going to make one uniform, the mm -hmm. uniform, it should be gold, black, black. Oh, no. Yes. If anything, black, black, black. Gold, black, no, black. No, 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 silly. no. Henry, don't say that. Really? Gold, black, black is like the best uniform in, in the history of sports. I, I mean, I got to see a picture again before I can commit one. But like, 
This is like also, it just seems so bottom heavy. Aren't the buffs? No, they haven't bro. won a single game in all black, right? They yeah, they've never won a uh, won a game in all black. Yeah, so absolutely yeah. not, Henry. I'm not again. I'm not superstitious though, so that means nothing to me. All right. Anyways, we can but move on. Again, it's another. A, I'm not it's fun. I get take. it. It's just a bad take. It's just a bad take. Okay. Um. Let's move on. Yes. Like you said. Uh. So we're gonna go to the uh, stock report. Um. This is this is gonna be a fun stock report. Even though the buffs lost. <laughs> There's a that's there's a, great, a lot of uh, that's a great graphic. It is a great graphic. Um, shout out Kale. Buffalo theme. Shout out Kale. Always shout out Kale. Um, also shout out Allie for producing because I'm probably gonna forget at the end of the show. Gonna do my best though. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Henry. So let's just jump in at the top here. Darren Cheverini. Oh, jeez. Stock up, stock down. First of all. Okay. Oof. So the stock is way down. It is down. Yeah. Um. Now, I don't know if you were planning on this. Mm -hmm. But the the question the follow up question with all of these is are you buying exactly it? okay you were playing well yeah Good that's the, I know I know my game okay I, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> because I, I've done it wrong before and then I heard someone no. doing it right the other day and I was like oh that makes yeah that that makes it way more dynamic the it conversation is. so anyway so twist at the end the stock is down it is absolutely down it's severely down yep um it wasn't all that high coming in no fair and it's only gone down. And so now the uh, the the twist that we have uh, already mentioned, you buying or selling? So I've got it on my watch list. Okay. My stock watch list. Okay. It really like, it comes down to tomorrow for me. Yeah. Like I will be in or out, based on tomorrow. Right now I'm in. I I, I always give the buffs the benefit of the doubt, whether it's the mm -hmm. quarterback, the coach, the coordinator, the corner. I'm giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. But my God, does you know um, but, uh, the you, side against Chev have a hell of a lot of evidence that's convincing me right now? Mm -hmm. You say innocent till proven guilty. You don't think the last three years are the proof? Two, it's two, two and years. a half. Uh -huh. He was a uh, co-calling place. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, so two and a half, I guess you would say. I think there's been some flashes of good. There have, yeah, I mean, there yeah, there have been. And so it hasn't all been bad. But it it feels like we're trending in the wrong direction. For sure. And the stock is definitely trending in the wrong direction. I will say this. Prove me wrong tomorrow. My biggest issue right now is he doesn't trust the quarterback. Mm -hmm. You can't call plays that way. I mean, it's the same way that Pat Shermer was calling plays for the Broncos last year. Now, you can blame the quarterback. Yep. But someone, at some point, you're just going to have to take the training wheels off and say, hey, go win us football games. Like, the fact that Brendan Rice doesn't have a downfield target right now is it makes me sick to my stomach. Sure. Yeah, that sh it should. Like Daniel Arias talking about, you know, having evidence. The only evidence we have is he drops the ball every time he gets open deep. Mm -hmm. Get the ball to Brendan Rice. <laughs> I agree. I You got to and, and I'll say I'm selling the stock right now. And here's why. Because they're playing Minnesota tomorrow. And the game plan, if you want to beat Minnesota, just line up and run the ball. They're going to be able to do it, and that's what's going to happen. And they're going to win the game because they lined up and ran the ball. And people are going to say, no, that's not fun, and they're going to be right. It isn't going to be fun, but it's going to mean – Winning the, is fun exactly, every single time. Exactly. Again, though, I mean, the Buffs with a lead last week were, were catching some flack from Buffs Twitter. It's well, a, yeah, I mean, because we all saw sure, what sure, was coming. For sure. Like, for everyone sure. in that stadium, everyone watching that game felt mm -hmm. a certain way, which was – if we don't capitalize on these opportunities, eventually it will come back to bite us and look yep. what happened. Exactly. And at the same time, though, you look at that game and say, like, in the first half, they were moving the ball. They they 
were very close to scoring again. They could have scored again unless if they hadn't snuck the ball on third and one, fourth and one, which again goes back to the play calling. It didn't work, so it looks bad. If it works, we are not talking about that at all. Um, they, they missed a 46-yard field goal too, and so there could have been points there. And then you have Jarek Broussard, the offensive player of the year, who doesn't get a carry in the second half because he's hurt. And so, of course, things kind of went south. But yeah, don't you some of that's on the play calling. Some of it's also on you don't have Jarek Broussard. What went wrong on the the QB sneak? Like how, just as I'm talking about this, how does that happen? Because you're going into, you're, you're pushing the play directly into probably your worst matchup of the day. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a top 10 pick right there in DeMarvin Leal, who's big and strong. And, and he was all over Colby Purcell all yep. day long. He was. And, and I'm not and out on Colby Purcell because no, of no, that either. No. Like, that's just a bad matchup. But as I'm sitting there, fourth down, uh, what was the yard line? Six? Six. I'm not saying let's try to go at our I, worst exactly. matchup. Like, it just doesn't feel like the processor mm -hmm. is, is clicking fast enough for you to make that decision. Yep. If anything... There's just so many other ways to get that first down. It, it's mind-boggling to me because it just feels like that wasn't thought about. Yep. Is it was just go, 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 run it again, run it again, run it again. And it's like, of all, like when you have a game-changing opportunity, you got to exploit where you do have some matchups. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I totally agree. And I will add that, like, in a vacuum, I love the play call. I love it. Going back to it, I love it even more. When you know that they have DeMarvin Leal right there, no. Yeah. You don't touch yeah. that. You do anything else. Anything QB else. sneaks, I'm all in on. Fourth and one or closer, all in. You just, just do it. Not that day. And if you look going ahead, just briefly thinking through a schedule, I don't think there's another day where, where I say not that day either. But yeah, with Darren Cheverini, I'm I'm selling the stock. Mostly because it's going to be boring. I think other people are going to sell their stock after the game. And I'm going to buy back in right there. Again, assuming, assuming. I'm selling my stock, too. You can kind of see where this okay. is headed, can't you? Because um, Carl Durrell was, I don't, know, I don't want to use the word handcuffed, but I'm going to. Handcuffed to Tyson Summers. He didn't like the way Tyson Summers did things. He got him out of there. He, he's handcuffed to Darren Cheverini as yep. well. Now, Chev brings, unlike a lot of coaches on this staff, Chev brings value in other areas. Absolutely. Um. And yeah. that makes the decision a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. But if this offense goes through this season like this, it's not. It, That's it, just the way things work. Especially because Carl Durrell is going to be able to point and say, well, look at the defensive coordinator I settled on. Now, not only is does it look really pretty out there on defense, that recruits. Oh, yeah. Did you see, uh, you know, you had that graphic made of what yeah. Christian Gonzalez was uh, said several recruits were quote tweeting oh, yeah. that because and, and the quarterbacks coach Demetrius Martin put it on his Instagram story yeah, too to because, get even more recruits right exactly that that lands with guys when mm -hmm. they're saying oh man that Colorado defense is badass man they just it line is. up out there and they just punch people in the mouth and they say try and beat us mm -hmm. like that's exciting yep and so that's gonna you know that's gonna pay off in the recruiting ranks I think whereas the opposite is gonna happen on offense yeah yeah, I think so. Um, and again, it's early in the season. There's a freshman quarterback. Yes, There's yes. a whole bunch of reasons to think that things are going to change. And that's why I'm like, it, at some point, we might have to play the panic button game and run through some things with this offense. We're not there yet. It's too yeah, early I thought in my you, opinion uh, to press so the I, panic button on anything. I listened to you and Matt uh, today on my flight home, uh -huh. and I thought 
he went way too far. He loves the panic button. Down that rabbit hole. He's got two buttons. There is like the party button and the panic button. And he's pressing one or the other on everything. Um, I. There is no backup quarterback as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. So it's just sink or swim with Brendan. Better figure out what works for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if there is a backup quarterback option, mm-hmm. then run the ball more with him. Because mm-hmm. right now they're scared to get him hurt, which tells me they have no interest in going to Drew Carter. Yep. And the other thing that I'll add just to wrap up the Cheverini conversation is, like, you you mentioned that there's other things he brings to the table. And I think that to a lot of people, that just means recruiting. It and, is. And he is a great recruiter and probably the best recruiter on the staff, I think is fair to say. It's great when you have that as, like, a position coach because worst yeah. case scenario, it's like, ah, they're not perfectly coached. But look at all the talent you're getting to that position and it spreads to the other team too. On top of that, Chev is really popular with the boosters. And, and that that part doesn't get talked in, about enough either. Mm-hmm. And when you're popular with the boosters, that means cash coming in. And so you have a bunch of things that, that are working in Chev's favor. And he that does. only goes so far. Fair. When you start losing and the offense looks like crap, people will turn real quick. I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's the other thing. But about- they've lost one game and it was a Texas A&M. So. <laughs> and it was by three points. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I totally agree on those points. And that is the thing about being offensive coordinator is it's a more public position to be in. Yes. You know? And everyone, even when it's not your fault, it's your fault. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with Ryan. I think I'm I'm selling, but it's staying on my watch list. Yep. Because you hope for the best. You re- like His play calling has just been really frustrating, but you're hoping that he'll get it figured out, especially because it is a new quarterback mm-hmm. and there's all these new variables to it. So hopefully he figures it out. But as out of these two games, I'm selling. Speaking of that uh, that quarterback he's working with, stock report on Brendan Lewis. I think this is a really tough one to say up or down after that week. After the week? See, I'm looking at from before the season till now because I think that was the last time we talked. Okay. And for that um, one, it's probably down. It's down. You had the unknown before. Right. The, and the power of the unknown is gone. Yep. Um, after last week, compared to the first week, I would say that his stock is slightly up. Just a tick up. But, I mean, what did he throw for? 83 yards? I think it was like 86. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. And he ran for 70-something, too. Right. But it was, what, 13 of 20? Is that what it was? Something right around there. Right around there. It was – there was nothing out there. Um, I, like y- – you've, you've watched the game, what, four times now? Uh, five. Five, five times. Five if you count the live. So, so yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I What I did see against UNC was open receivers who weren't getting the ball. I didn't see that against Texas A&M where I was like, man, that guy, he just missed him. Just uh, missed how open he was. I think there was less of that there, yeah. Like, I, I, have I didn't have as good of a vantage them? point either, but I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, it's third and six and someone was wide open over the middle. He just didn't look there. Okay, he was. Were there some of those? He was 13 of 25, Okay. 89 yards, 3.6 average, zero <laughs> touchdowns, one interception, QB rating 49.1. And the interception, which affects the rating, obviously that's not his fault. He but had nine carries, yeah. 76 rushing but yards. Yeah. yeah. It's a. He ran more. What people aren't thinking about is the fact that he is, for all intents and purposes, a true freshman. Yeah. And you don't take, you don't learn much in that COVID year. No, you really don't. And it's just. CU doesn't get players who just walk on the field at quarterback and look amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let's go back and look at Cepho Lufau's stats from his first games as a freshman. 
they were similar. Now, I think they were probably a little better than this um, because I thought the offense was better. Um, but, like, he went up against – I think his first ever start was against ASU, and I think he had, like, eight completions. It was, like, eight for 17. You know, it was, like, a very they, – they eased him in slow. Um, but, again, I really – I'm – my – biggest issue with his stock you know if like you're looking at a company and you say well I, I believe in this company i believe in the ceo yeah that's how i feel about brendan lewis it's more about chev for me at this point right now than it is about brendan lewis mm -hmm. so his stock is affecting brendan's stock mm -hmm. if like i said i'm i'm not off the boat yet okay um and i'm definitely not with brendan lewis um i'm just getting i, I almost said just getting started at the exact same time the song said that <laughs> me off. Uh, you know you were just getting started with brendan the stock is even and i'm buying yeah i think i think i'm buying too it's tough because i bought last week and at some point you get a little overexposed but <laughs> you know you you look at this minnesota matchup and and you know what maybe this isn't one you buy for because i do think you can just run the ball a lot and and win this game and i think that i want to see him make strategy. some big time throws i know and, and again there's there's things that you like the it took him 4.78 seconds on average to get the ball out of his hand against northern colorado it's an absurd number yeah, and and progressing from that you can't give him too much credit because that just you, right. it, it's Anything an unacceptable number yeah. exactly but 265 it puts him in front of the middle of the pack for yes. the week i it's but as you saw three and a half yards per completion means they weren't they didn't yeah there's no time to wait to throw a bubble screen and we heard those passing numbers he was 10 of 11 when he was throwing the ball in between the numbers zero to 10 yards downfield there is a there is a comfort zone right in the middle of the field right in front of the pocket and you don't like to see it and if that's something i know something that the defenses know too and you just need to see more but at the same time what happens if daniel arias catches that ball there's another 40 yards right there and he stays on the field and so you keep throwing the ball plus brendan or uh jared broussard doesn't take the oh. hit on the next play daniel arias doesn't catch balls though i know well he said these in the first half he set a career best for three catches for whatever and he's off and running and then you get that one and that's just that one stings it what's, stings what's up Allie? oh no i i thought i had Cepho's stats but oh here we go here we go Oh. He played his first game ever. His freshman year was against ASU. He was 18 of 26. Oh, wow. Two interceptions, mm. 169 yards, okay. one touchdown. And yeah. So I was very yeah. wrong about the completion numbers, but it was the same thing. What's the what's the yards per cat per, per throw? Um, Do you see it there? It's like. No, it doesn't say on here. 18. It's like, ten, I don't know. Mm hmm long something like that. yeah either way do just, your math yeah yeah not not a live lot. ryan math we're fun. not doing live uh, ryan math. yeah you never do math live yeah yeah i, I do every day on that podcast you embarrass yourself every time every time uh we can move along though uh cole becker oh gosh took me a second to even remember who that was <laughs> um you know he jumps in he, he hasn't missed an extra point he, he misses the 53 yarder in the first game off the crossbar a little bit right on the 46 yarder um, here's here's one more detail. Carl said that in practice, they are no longer having him like start from 25 and then go mm -hmm. to 30, 35. They're saying, you know what? You're going to come out here and kick a 50-yarder for your first kick of practice because that's what's been happening in games. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so there's Carl. a little detail in there, too, if that's him anything. thinking in the way that Chev wasn't on that fourth down call. <laughs> um, Stock down, first of all. 
Uh, he's he's missed for right? Cole Becker. Yeah. Has he made one? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tough to look, tough for the stock to go up. <laughs> this is like a stock of a company that hasn't made a penny yet. Exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. It, it, stock is down, but can I'll just go right into it. I am buying. I am too. What this is like a weird. Uh, maybe it isn't weird. I just I had a really good vantage point of his field goal that he missed. Uh-huh. It was so effortless. Like what was it? Forty six. Yeah. 46 yards he didn't he didn't put anything into it he just walked up there and it was i mean it was halfway up the crossbar when it hit the net it was just off so exactly and that's something that carl said too this week is like he's out he's trying so hard i think he's we don't want him to get tight because of this because he's a guy he takes a three-quarter swing he can make a 55 yarder yeah exactly And you hear that and you're just like what did he just say about this true freshman kicker like that's one to keep in mind, but it is so true he has a massive leg what do you think happens in the game if they take the field goal instead of sneaking it I mean, who knows how it plays? Everything is different is the answer. But also, you add three to the seven, and they go to overtime. Right. At the very least, <laughs> I, see, I think, yeah. Yep. I can't go hindsight on it because I would have. I was probably sure. screaming, it was the right decision. go, go, go. Um, but it does make me think. And then, like, he has more confidence. and. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the hard thing about coaching. But we're buying the stock. Yeah, I'm definitely buying. Okay. I think he's going to turn into a great field goal kicker one day. How about Guy Thomas? Oh, man, his stock's way up. His stock is so like, up. Literal stock. Literal NFL draft yeah, stock I, is he, up. In that he now has that. Yes, he does. He is a guy you talk about when we, when you talk about the NFL, especially because, as Matt McChesney said on my podcast before, when when NFL scouts look back at this game or, or look back at the season for the Buffs, this is the game they go to first. Instantly. And you just look at the people in the press box. Like, Klein Kubiak was up there, which is just a name that we say around here. But also, like, Mike Mayock was sitting right there. Yeah. You walk by and you're just like, there's Mike Mayock. And the Raiders GM just watched that game. That right. means something. Absolutely. And the good news for Guy Thomas, would you agree with me that that's the second best offensive line he's going to see all year next to Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Washington could kind of pull its head out of its ass and, and be what it should be. But that's a stretch. Yeah, that's a stretch. We had him with a couple first round guys before, but who knows now? Right. So... That's the second best offensive line he's going to see all year, and he worked him. He did. Um, he was everywhere. It's, I, I can't even be mad at him about the the wheel route. Like, I know. The, the it's one just that a lost really the tough cover. It, it's an incredibly tough color. And that it's a, a, one of the great running backs in college football, and he's not he's not a cover guy. Right. He's not a cover guy, and it's a perfect throw. The Whatever the hell that guy's name is made one perfect throw all day. <laughs> he did. And that was the one. He did. And oh, there was the other one. Right over Robert Barnes' fingertips. That, no, that went early. through his hands. Did it go through his hands? He hand? was like oh, going like this, and it went right through his hands before so he tough. could close them enough so to tough. stop the ball. At least that's the way I saw it mm-hmm. uh, on the Megatron. Is that what it's called? Jumbotron. You just throw <laughs> syllables together. <laughs> and Tron. 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 The big the Tron. Supertron. Uh, anyways. The Tron. Uh, the Jumbotron. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. Right in between his hands as he was kind of like making the... The 303 sign oh yeah yeah um you buying the stock though it's high right it's now it's really high yeah i'm buying it I'm i think buying he turns too. into an nfl I'm draft in. pick eventually yep i'm in um i'm tweeting out the youtube link for people more people to go watch and once again when i'm searching for the buffalo like little emoji i always type in ralphie to start and then it does nothing it says no results found and i'm like oh that who do we need to talk to at apple to they need to change it to ralphie get that to be an auto 
generated one. We've got one more uh, stock report here that we're going to hit. Jarek Broussard Ooh. hasn't been crazy explosive this year. Yeah, his stock can only be down. It, it, the stock is down. The stock it has is to down. Be. It has to be because he was the Pac-12 player of the year last year, mm -hmm. or, right? Offensive player of the yep. year. And he's just been um, decent so far. Um, it sucks that Bilu kind of left him out to dry. Um, that's like just one that can't happen, especially with your best player on offense. It sucks. Um, yeah. It you, really sucks. And that's, again, that's just another one of those little learning moments where it's like, oh, yeah, one more thing I have to think about is, is there somebody about to come kill this guy in the flat? Well, and they the had ball thrown to? that pass so many times that it's basically telegraphed yep. at that point. It's true. Um, here's here's the thing, though, about this, this buy or sell conversation. You know, 12 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown that first half. Doesn't get to carry in the second half because of that injury. Now, Carl says that he's fine. He's doing great. Lingering concerns are kind of the, the one thing that could get me to say, I'm not buying this. And I am going to buy, but there's a part of me that thinks, like, should we wait till next week? Yeah, I don't know. Like, so this is this was like Tesla stock last year, right? Like, uh -huh. it came out of nowhere and just went to the moon. Yep. Um, and or like Dogecoin. I don't know. Pick one. Um, yeah. But now it's dipped, and you're basically saying, like, do I believe in that potential for it to go back up to where it was? Mm -hmm. For me, I do. Um, because w most of his damage was done against Pac all of his damage was done against Pac-12 teams except for the San Diego State game, right? Yeah. So, you know, Pac-12 teams not the best at defending the run. True. Um, I didn't. I, I he had what 93 yards against Northern Colorado, so it was still a good game. Yep. Uh, I think he gets better as the season goes on. I think he'll be fine as long as the knee's okay. That scared the hell out of me. Yeah. That was not fun. That was not fun at all. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play uh, another little game. It's uh it's called tug of war, where we talk through some of these big matchups for the buffs. Um, we're gonna I would get never wear that. I, really, like, I can see you wearing jeans and a white black. jacket. Actually, yeah. that's what you're wearing right now. That's true. Um, although they are blue jeans. What, what's going on with your arm there? Is literally it? just black shirts. Yeah, like, my that's arm. That's all he wears. Why? Never brown. Why you only have one maybe, sleeve? Maybe it's like a Nike like. One oh, sleeve is a different half. color. Okay. Yeah, they do um, they do stuff like I that. I look like I work for UPS or something. Or the Arizona State Sun Devils. Yeah. You I'm like seeing like a brown right It's because you were in Phoenix. I'm seeing like a brown polo and khakis. Literally would not be caught dead wearing that. Wow. Before we jump in, though, Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, I'm really excited. So after this, I've got to do that radio thing. After that, though, I'm going to sit down at that bar. I'm going to get myself a big-ass burger and I'm going to write well, one more thing before this football game. And I've been looking forward to that all mm. day. I'm feeling the Bronco burger. I'm Ooh, going big. Ooh, that is big. You can't lose with the Broncos right now. That's true. Yeah. 3-0. They've got the, uh, like, the, the whatever, the, the cream cheese, the green chili So there's, like, a hatch cream chili cheese? cream cheese. Yeah. Hatch chili's additionally oh. added to it. A onion ring and barbecue sauce. But the best part, the star of the show, the big... Wagyu beef patty from Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, you can come down, try their burgers here at the bar. It's, it's obviously really good stuff. It's Wagyu beef. Um, or you can order for yourself from HassleCattleCompany.com. They've got all sorts of different products, all the different steaks that come off of a cow. Uh, they've got the uh, sausages, the beef bacon, so many different things. And you should try them all. If you do, use the promo code DNVR 
and uh, actually, yeah, no, that is DMV. Oh no, T DMVR10. There we go for 10% <laughs> off and get yourself free shipping. That's hasslecattlecompany.com. H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. You will not be disappointed. Also, DraftKings. There's some juicy lines this week for some local teams. Colorado only being a two-point favorite, two and a half now, I think. You got. Uh, I have like scorned lover syndrome when it oh. comes to the the, the box. So like I can oh, never be confident right. going into a I game know. unless they're playing CSU. A good take. Yes. A good take. <laughs> oh, you got that. You've also got the uh, the Buffs or the Broncos playing Jacksonville. At minus six, great stuff there. And our friends over at DraftKings have a great deal. Uh, first of all, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's also the official betting partner of DNVR. Uh, here's the deal. If you're a new user, you just bet $1 on any football game this week. You get $200 in free bets instantly. That's any NFL game. Just $1 is your bet. And you get $200 regardless of whether you win or lose. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. DraftKings is the best. It is the best. It is the best. And I maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I jumped around and tried those other apps to get those sign-up bonuses. They suck. They're terrible. It's crazy. I've, I didn't realize how good the DraftKings app was. I've never tried any of them because I find that to be sacrilegious. That's fair. But I've seen other people using them and, like, getting all buggy and, like, not being able to use it. and it's They're tough to use. <sighs> That's a big problem it's weird. if you're it's creating weird. a graphic. Or sorry, a app. <laughs> I, have, I have graphics on my mind. It absolutely is. Why do you have graphics on your mind, right? Well, because I want to plug something now. You've got your plugs. Oh in. yeah, what do we plug? Um, I want to plug the dopest shirt ever. That is that is worth <laughs> plugging. That um, code DNVR. Yeah, don't, don't use, use the that. code DNVR. <laughs> I just had to make this graphic really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I just texted Allie to do this, so she just like. Combined on top of another Behind graphic. Back. That's yes. for DraftKings Sportsbook. Use yeah, code you can use code DMR for DMR DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Um, this shirt is so <laughs> sick. We just dropped it in uh, collaboration with Nate Landman, who helped us on this. Uh, obviously, the hammer, his awesome nickname. Um, a Butkus, future Butkus finalist. Um, yeah. Was he one last year, too? I, I don't think they made him a finalist. Because he was hurt. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, um, the he was a semifinalist. I know that for sure. For my money, as good as it gets as a college also, linebacker. an All-American. Yes. So that's pretty good. All-American. I put that in the copy of the shirt. It was the longest stretch that Colorado had gone without an All-American because it was 2011 to 2020 since, I think, like the 60s into the 70s. Wow. Kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it is really crazy. So anyways, go get this at uh, uh, dnvrlocker.com. It's dnvrlocker.com. Uh, and, and it's hooking up Nate, too, which I think is so sick. Finally, yeah. with the NIL stuff, we can, you know, help these these athletes make a little money off of it. He their, gets a uh, lot of the money. Yeah, he does. A better deal than the better NFL deal guys. than we've done with anyone. Yeah. Well, so. it's other than the other college guys. Well, yeah. So um, it's sick. Also, also, I would like to plug something. Okay. Oh, Ali's we plugging. We're, we're all getting our plugs in. Big, uh, big day for plugs. Come hang out with us tomorrow oh, morning. Yes. 
The Again. Buffs tailgate. Of course, we partner with All Buffs for this. Check out allbuffs.com. They're great. But we will be there, north side of Farrenfield, 8.30 a.m. Come hang out. We've got Breck Brews. we got good food. Come hang out. On my way out of the bar today, there's just a bunch of cases of beer for me to grab. Breckenridge beer, of course. We only give you guys the good stuff. And good, and co uh, good company. Oh, if you don't we, want and beer. seltzers, of course. But yeah, so we, uh, we'll be up there. I'll be up there at 8.30 with all that beer. Hell it's yeah. going to be a great morning. It's going to be an awesome morning. And then into it's the early afternoon. And like football weather in the morning. Yeah. I saw it's going to be like 60. Oof. Sounds so nice. nice. Gotta love that. That little, sounds nice. I got to change my pullover. Colorado weather yep. today was incredible. Tomorrow morning, yeah. it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Oh, I love it. All right, um, let's move on. Yeah, we're jumping in. Tug of war. These key matchups. Don't bring up that stupid <laughs> <draft>. Look <laughs> at us. Look at us. I'm going to bring it up every time. I know. I'm excited one. to hear about this game, though, Henry. What is tug of war? Yeah, so uh, we're just going through when uh, going through these key matchups. So first of all, I think you've got to go with uh, the the front seven against Minnesota's offensive line, or just running game in general. So what's weird about Minnesota? It, one of the things that's weird about Minnesota is that they like to throw extra offensive linemen out there. They 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 put them in the tight end spot and just run behind them. And it's pretty obvious what they want to do. Like, and I think they've even come out and said like, our goal is just to get to third and short. It's ugly. Football. I hate that. You know what Kyle Shanahan says? What? I never call a play that I don't think can score a touchdown. Definitely sounds better. Yes. Also PJ Fleck or Kyle Shanahan, who you take. Yeah. <laughs> I think so you're going Shanny. Factor that but one in I, too. Just like from my <laughs> coach, I want that. I know. Like I'm not saying like, Oh, I hope I get four yards on first down. I, well, and the thing about Minnesota is that early in the season when they have Mo Ibrahim, one of the best running backs in the Pac-12 or in the in the entire country, you could make that argument similar to how the Buffs can just say we've got Jerry Broussard that could go to the house. But now they uh, they have their number two who played well. I think it was 34 carries for 177 last week against Miami of Ohio. But uh, how encouraged are you about this front seven? And are you just ready to say like? Unless they're going up against Bama, they're just going to win. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I'm all the way there. Um, that's like what's really keeping me optimistic this week huh. is I'm just like, they're not going. The only thing they'll see better of when it comes to Texas A&M's offense versus their future opponents is quarterback. That's the mm -hmm. one thing that scares me. Yep. Is like, that's probably one of the worst quarterbacks they're going to see over the rest Fair. of the season. Unless the buffs are just that good. They made them look bad, but I mean... He missed, there was some of that. Yes, but he missed some like open seam throws. He missed some stuff. The other thing, too, though, that I want to get out there is that there's some people saying, like, oh, it's because they had a backup quarterback. The starting quarterback was missing throws all over the place. He sure was. One. And I think that that is worth remembering is that this was – yeah, they weren't at full strength. And it was also, a quarterback competition between those it two. It was a quarterback competition. And then the freshman week one went out and threw three picks, and then Calzada went in and threw a pick of his own against Kent State. I can't believe he didn't throw a pick against the buffs it's i was just waiting for it and there were balls that could have been tipped up in the air that, yeah. that you're just like ah oh, sucks nobody was there somebody probably should have been there defensive touchdown and that game's over Absolutely. anyways um yeah I'm, I'm all the way there with this front seven but it's really just like front one it's nate landman like it, that's my confidence level in nate landman is as long as he's out there nothing bad is gonna happen not in the run game at least yes yeah and in the past game he's contributing too which is just fun to see uh, I want to go to the... Uh, Real quick, we have um, a question here saying, do you have their... Hey, Allie, do you have hammer shirts in stock at the bar? Not yet. Once they are in here, then we will, but we do not have them in stock in general. They're just online buy right now. 
Yeah, it's basically a pre-order. Yes. Exactly. And hopefully we will be able to bring it to the tailgate. We'll see um, mm -hmm. later on in the season when we have more available. But just go order online at tmvrlocker.com. Sweet. Um, next up, Colorado's receivers against the Minnesota secondary. So Minnesota, not a good secondary. Colorado's receivers have combined for 100 yards, 150 yards maybe. What receiver? What are they receiving? Not, not passes. I know. I know. Um, those are blockers. <laughs> they've, they've been good blockers. They have been, they've been really blockers. good blockers. That first game when they have Montana Lamonius Craig like going in motion across the formation, like lead blocking. Smacking people, yeah. What is that? Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I hope. Mm -hmm. Like, you know... The, if I, if you could give if you would let me choose like one thing that I want to see tomorrow, mm -hmm. that that's like at least in a in a vacuum, a deep post to Brendan Rice. Ugh. This is like all I want in life. Wouldn't that be nice? Because I uh, Minnesota likes to do a lot of cover too, right? They do. So and they lost one of their safeties halfway through that last game, and uh, we don't know if he's going to be back. Just please, <laughs> just try it. <laughs> Honestly, arm punted uh, on third and nine around the midfield. Like, just try something. I know that. I I think that that's one worth bringing up, is the idea that you could just arm punt. If if there is a third and ten plus, just because you know that you're not getting anything downfield, you at least have to show it. Exactly. That's you what have, I mean. You have to let the defense know you're willing to throw those. So yeah, those Texas A&M safeties were at like eight yards by the end of the game. I, seriously. And, and now you get if, if it's third and 10 plus, the first one you get to, that's got to be a deep ball. I don't care if he's open or not. I don't care who it's to. You just got to show that you're willing to do it. I care who it's to. Fair. Throw it to Brendan Rice Fair. and Fair. not to Arias. I, I'm sorry. I, don't, I know I, Arias is like the nicest guy ever. but Yeah. And so it's just – yeah. What, what do you say at this point? I know. It drops uh, deep balls. The jury's kind of out. Yep. Um – Next matchup, and this is a fun one. PJ Fleck versus Chris Wilson. I can't stand PJ Fleck. <laughs> I don't. Those RPOs. So, like, I've just been, as a Buffs fan, we are very um, uh, adverse towards shtick coaches. Mm -hmm. um, because, obviously, like, probably the most hated coach in CU history is Dan Hawkins, and he's, like, the shtickiest coach ever. Um, he was like a, you know, the original PJ Fleck, right? Okay. You, you know, you create your little catchphrases <laughs> and you got your little bullshit Ugh. and you come to a pack, you know, to a power five program and it just doesn't really work the same way. Um, I think Fleck's been better than Hawk, but I just can't stand that crap. I really hate it. Even Mike McIntyre was a little, uh, had a little bit of that to him. Huh. Um, but at least he had, you know, he was he was a little more, uh, I don't know what the word is, like substance over sparkle. Okay. Uh, and I think PJ Fleck is all sparkle. And you know who's substance? Chris, Chris Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> He's all substance, no sparkle. Absolutely. And And what I like so much about this is that, Colorado at this point is just going to run man against anybody. Yep. Like, like it's going to work this week. It's going to work next week. With I, This week, Minnesota could get Chris Ottman-Bell, the receiver, back from injury, and he's maybe behind the Ohio State receivers, the third best receiver in that conference in the Big Ten. Um, but with Colorado's corners playing the way they're playing, you expect them to win. 
you you go into next week against Arizona State. You expect them to win against, against those receivers. The next week you have USC with Drake London, a first-round draft pick. That's when we really learn, like, so are these locked down against anybody you go one-on-one -on -one corners, or is it unless you just have a freak on the other side? But as of right now, you know, you go up against those RPOs, and I talked with Christian Gonzalez about it. That doesn't change anything for him. He's out there in man coverage, and they're just going to load that box and force Tanner Morgan, a, a, a quarterback who he's experienced. The, definitely the best what quarterback they've seen going so for far. Him. Yeah, for sure. But mostly because of experience and not because of, like, the talent. Yeah, I, I just I watched that Ohio State game. I think everyone did. Yep. Um, and you saw legit, like he stands in the pocket, he goes through his reads, mm -hmm. and he delivers pretty good balls. Yep. Now that's when it all goes right. Yep. And if the Buffs do what they do, the whole reason the Buffs play the defense that they play is to get after the passer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you are when you run man coverage across the board. You are counting on your pass rush. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I don't know enough about Ohio State's front seven to be able to say, like, what they are compared to the Buffs. Gotta be you good, assume though, it's really right? good. You <laughs> assume it's really good. So, they weren't able to get there all the time. Um, mm -hmm. That's going to be the, the test, is you have to get him off, off of his internal clock because he's pretty good at going, you know, drop back, bang, 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 deliver. Yeah, um, you got to get him off that spot. Get you know, make him speed up his progressions for sure. And I, I, I again just really like the bus chances to to do that again because the defense that they're running right now, the one that I think is going to become their go-to, just like a cover one with Nate Lamon sitting in the middle. Against some quarterbacks, he's a spy. Against some, he's just a straight up playing that zone right there. You get to let those cornerbacks like kind of push things a little bit inside but mostly just try to blanket these guys mm -hmm. you've got christian gonzalez with the longest arms in the world that can just reach out in front and make those plays <laughs> even if he does give up the inside like you've got makai blackman who closes faster than maybe any cornerback in the pac 12 and then you've got a safety and nate Lamon. nate's making plays all over the place in the middle of the field yeah like you just think about what that means for the passing game and how you're just stacking everything into the middle for that running game carson wells and guy thomas saying the edge this defense is just special. The only thing that it's missing, honestly, is a freak athlete center fielder at that yeah. safety position. And and that's what I think is going to pay off in recruiting. Yeah. Is Chris Wilson's going to go to dudes and say, like, look at this. Look at this. You're going to – it's just going to be all you back there just yep. playing center field <laughs> and making plays. Read yep. the quarterback's eyes and break on balls. And Mark Perry, he has the tools. He's – yes. He has the tools. He is freaky fast. It's just about getting game time in, getting used to playing that role, and then going and, and making those reads and making those plays. Because as of right now, like you look at this Buffs defense, it's like Christian Gonzalez, plus player. Makai Blackman, plus player. Nate Lamon, Carson Wells, maybe Guy Thomas, uh, Terrence Lang, Mustafa's going to be back. You have so many of those guys, and then you have some others where it's like Mark Perry. You're solid. You're solid. Can you take we that don't next need to, step? We, aren't, we don't want you off the field or anything, but can you just get up there? And there's a couple of those. They're asking a lot of him. Yeah. So they – I mean, that tells you what Chris Wilson thinks about him For is sure. that he will get there. For sure. Because um, they're saying, like, everything deep is yours, basically. Yeah, go make some plays. Yep. Um, last matchup here. Uh, pass protection against this uh, Minnesota defensive line. So Minnesota, uh, no sacks yet this season, notably. Not a not a great stat. They've uh, really they've stat. let some leaky runs out across these edges. You've got this offensive line that 
I think Jared Broussard made him look better than they were last year. That's kind mm. of been my takeaway so far. In the, they looked really good in the first half. I, when you factor in the level of competition, and they looked not good in the second half. What's the difference? Jared Broussard isn't forcing defenders to overcommit, opening up those cutback lanes. Where are you at here? Very concerned. Yeah. Um, very concerned. I think tomorrow will be an interesting test. The first game, you know, they're getting their feet back under them. The second game, they're going up against NFL players. Um, this game is like what you're going to see in the Pac-12, right? Like yep. good college front seven. Yeah. Or just decent college front seven. Pretty heavy in the middle. Right. Um, but not all that explosive. Yeah, so like I'm really interested to see what they can do. Um, the, the fact that they already shook things up, and they're probably going to shake it up even more tomorrow, getting yeah. healthy. Yep. Uh, Frank Phillips. So, yep. uh, or as Matt calls him, Philippe. I know. He also Which, calls him Brandon Lewis. I love it, by the way. <laughs> I just, I, that is such a like a. Uh, Football, hardo. I, like, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I love Matt. I love that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm worried about all the shuffling. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think that's conducive to them all of a sudden going out there and looking amazing tomorrow. Hope they prove me wrong. There's not a lot of pass rush talent on the other side. You know what else is amazing? Breckenridge Brewery? No, a nice aluminum can. Oh. Is, <laughs> I mean, ball it's cans, amazing. Breckenridge Brewery, that's, that's a match a, made in it's heaven. It's the same genre. Um, well, I mean, they make the cans for Breckenridge they Brewery. They do. And they make the cans for just about everybody else. They made over 100 billion cans last year. A How number many do you think that, you crushed? That's what, uh, oh. that's only like 10 cans a person, right? A little over it? I mean, you're counting literally everybody. You're counting the three-year-old in the middle of nowhere in South true. Asia. I would just say I did way more than my part. That is true. I had, how many cans did I drink? Like I we do, we put down like a- Three on the tailgate. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get a lot of seltzers, probably at least three in seltzers a week. Ooh, we should see if Ball will make some DNVR logoed cans. Cans? Yeah. yeah. And just put like water in them or something? I don't know. Anything, really. I yeah. drink it. Oh, put awesome. anything in a ball DNVR can, I will drink it. <laughs> Sounds great to Putting me. Putting it out there. Anyways, I'm saying I I put down 500 cans last We year. should can't count. No, that's Oof. way too much. That's like one and a half a day. We should count, though, for like, we should go like a, a week. How many cans do you do you use? Starting tomorrow. Even drink. That'll give There's us like a nice head start. Other sorts of cans too. Saturday to to Friday. Yeah. Starting tomorrow. Okay, we'll start we're gonna to we're gonna count these cans. All right. Um. They do other things than cans. Uh, <laughs> basically anything aluminum related. They they're aerospace. They're the ball is in ball arena. And if you're looking for a place to work, you really can't do worse. Uh, ball has a 100. You really can't do better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is a great catch. That is a great catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the human rights campaign gives them a 100% corporate equity score. Pretty great. I agree. It's, it's the highest score you can get. I would imagine. <laughs> but, but yeah. If Matt uh, McChesney was here, he'd definitely say you could get 110%. That's because he's a football coach. Yes. That that exists to them. I love um, Henry's little finger wag. Well, he's like, yeah. Next one's coming at you if you start <laughs> talking at me. Oh, um, I said I said wag like you. I said wig. Wig. Finger uh, wag. Weird. But but the 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 point though, uh, we'll jump into the real point. Uh, they're hiring. <laughs> if you text Golden to seven seven two two two, go to jobs.ball.com. Search for Golden. It'll get you hooked up. Out in Golden, obviously. If you couldn't guess based on uh, how many times I've said Golden. Uh, do it. It's a good company and they make important things so that we can drink beer and seltzer and 
Speaking of golden, yeah. golden buffaloes versus golden gophers tomorrow. Wow! I so I said this before the show. I could like swear that they were the golden gophers, but I've never I haven't checked all week, and so I've just been going gophers. Mm. And but I've had this little doubt where it's like, are they golden? This that is gold. I'm not making that or up. Or did they I? just go to the gophers? Let's find out. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't even sure that they were ever that. Um, mm, all right. Minnesota Golden Gophers football is what their Wikipedia page says. Wow. Let's uh let's jump into uh the stakes here, cause cause there's there's some big stakes in this game. I think. Um, obviously you're coming off a a, a game where uh, it was the third most watched game in college football. People people were paying attention. Colorado was noticed. And now, just for this team in general, what is at stake this week? A lot, dude. I really think that it's a it's kind of a turning point for the season. Now, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a must-win game. I think that's that would be overstating it. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of this 2-1, and one, I think everyone would have taken that before sure. the season. For sure. Because you looked at the schedule and you said, man, so you go Northern Colorado, Texas A&M, Minnesota, a- uh, ASU, USC. Is that how it goes? It is. That's a scary – like, before the season, that's a scary thing to look at. Yep. Now that you've seen it, it's you're like, saying – Which of these games can the Buffs score at least 17 points in? Because that's basically a guaranteed win. What a weird thing to have in college football. I, don't, I, know. I can't remember, like, the last <laughs> time it ever looked like that. Um, but, yeah, it's – you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, so they should be 2-0. Um, they could be looking at three and zero right now, and like a what, like a top twenty ranking. Yeah, easily. Um, so now you you're expecting them to win this one, right? Now it's like yep. you need to make up for what you didn't get last week yep. and get this one, and you kind of wipe your hands clean and say, okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. Yep. You thought you were gonna lose to Texas A&M. You 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 hope to beat um, Minnesota at home. We didn't really know what they were gonna be, especially if they mm-hmm. had Mo Ibrahim. That was gonna change yep. things. Um, now they don't. So you got to get this one. That's what's at stake to me. And it really, like, sets the tone. For me, it sets the tone for the season. Okay, look, we can compete with anyone in the country. We we beat we should have beat number five. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at, you know, this team is in there saying, we took care of Minnesota. We took care of UNC. We almost beat Texas A&M. How the hell are we not going to beat ASU and USC who got exactly. their teeth kicked in by Stanford? And you start looking and you say, okay, well, our next challenge is Oregon. Yeah. You know, our. Yeah. T- but it all comes down to that offense because seven points doesn't beat anyone. It's true. It is really true. I'm. Let me say this. This is a little bit early. I'm going to call the shutout against Arizona right now. I think seven points does beat them. Okay. But let's yeah. hope it doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Um, I agree. I mean, this is a big one. This is this is basically uh, almost like last week was a tie in the court of public opinion, where if Colorado goes and beats Texas A&M, it's like, okay, Colorado, we got it. We got to tune in and pay attention. This is a good football team. When you when you come real close to beating a team like A&M, it's like, oh, let's let's see let's what see happens. What happens yeah. You win this one, people are going to be saying that this is a good team potentially receiving top 25 votes i think I it depends think so. on how you win so. probably but yeah I, I do think you probably do and then beat arizona state after that then yeah you're probably you're in, in. Yeah. um four and one or three and one 
right? Three and one with taking Texas A&M to the wire. They'll put you in. And the yep. thing is, you said third most watched college football game. That's, That's where this is big. Big. And this is, you know, these early games. No one likes playing them. But obviously, you and I are biased towards the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. If I wake up and I see there's a Pac-12 game on at 11, I'm watching that one. If I see, if I wake up and I see that there's a Pac-12 Big Ten game on at 11 a.m., I'm probably watching that one too. I haven't yep. looked at who else is on in the morning. But this is going to get a lot of eyeballs, too. So it is. you have been kind of flirting with the idea of a blowout all week. And if that happens, then you're really going to turn heads. You're yep. really going to turn heads. And again, I don't worry about the defense holding them to 10, 14, 17 at worst points. I worry about whether the offense can put up enough points to make any game a blowout. Um, wow, there's a really good 10 a.m. slate tomorrow. We're going pretty long here, so we're going to run through these quick. Okay. What is at stake this is an easy one. Kind of covered it. For Cole Becker. Is his job at stake? I don't think so. Who's behind him? Evan Price. Oh. You know? I, d- does it become a situation where Evan, you know, takes everything 40 and in and Becker takes everything deeper? The pro- I guess the thing is, Becker made the two extra points. More than two extra points. He's only attempted, what, a 51 and a 46? 53 and 46. Okay. So, no. Nothing's no, at stake. Nothing's um, at stake. He's got to make one. You know, maybe if... You, uh, I don't know you got to play it normally but mm-hmm. if you have one you know that's in the 40 range you expect him to make it brendan lewis pu- the the court of public opinion is yep. at stake for him i think he could really lose it this he week. can lose the fan base this week for sure mm-hmm. um i don't think he's losing his job anytime soon um but yeah the uh the fan base is at stake for him he's got to make some plays guy thomas approve it week i think yeah for me it's like if he goes and wrecks the game for them then everyone's saying his name yep I so agree. a lot's at stake for him i think it's a big one for him too uh anybody else who you think this is a really big week for well we already talked about chef, chef. Yeah. yeah sure that, chef. of course yep um I, I don't know i mean anyone really that's involved in the in the buffs passing game i agree um so brendan rice daniel arias Montana Lamonius Craig, um, Brady Russell, Alec mm-hmm. Pell, like all of these guys. The, what we've learned is that the plays to be made are going to be few and far between. Mm-hmm. You really have to go make them. I so, agree. I agree. Demetri Stanley. Last one I'll throw out there is the tackles. Frank Phillip is going to get one of those starting jobs. You've seen Jake Wiley play well in the run game and get torched in the passing game. You've seen Max Ray play really well in the finesse pass game and struggle to... Open up Be holes, gritty you know. and go go beat up a lineman. Well, only one of those guys is getting a starting job. And who knows? Maybe Chance Lytle's in there, too. Uh, I think McChesney really wants to see Roddick push out to that spot and just keep the interior of the guys you've been just to commit to the running game. I think this is a huge week for the tackles to kind of prove who is going to be the other starter across from Frank Phillip. It'd be interesting to see what the coaching staff does. Do mm-hmm. they rotate in the game? I know. I personally hate that. Yep. But did they learn enough in practice this week? And with the two games on film, they have to say, we know who we want on the left side or the right side, whatever, whoever, whatever's open. I agree. Um, before we get out of here, score prediction, what you got? <laughs> um, 17, 14 buffs. I'm going 31, 10. I think it happens. I think score, they figure it out. If they score 31 points, I'll be at the dark horse after the game having a, having oh, a time. Oh, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. 
That sounds straw, like a great shot, time. Straw shots. Straw shots. <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> oh wow, you're gonna Jiffy go burgers. That far. Whew, I love the Jiffy burger. Um, that's gonna do it for today. Oh, yeah. Before you go, remember take a look at that shirt. Make sure you get your hands on that shirt. It's a great shirt. A bunch of the money goes to Nate, and we love that. Um, don't also, use the code DNVR. Yeah, don't use the code. <laughs> yeah. He, he also helped design it, which I think is pretty cool. He, he gave his input on what he wanted, what it looked like, gave final say, and it's a really, really dope shirt. Yep. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Go Buffs. Come to the tailgate tomorrow. Yes, see you there. Watch the post-game show a couple hours after the game ends tomorrow. It'll be me and Dev recapping everything. Uh, watch the tailgate on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Dev just grabbed onto that post-game show spot. He's not letting he go, huh? No, he's killing it. I love he's it. I believe it. it's he's called DNVR, after, er, DNVR, DNVR Buffs After Dark. After Dark. Not it's, a post-game since it, it is could a be after few dark. hours. Sun's starting to go down early. It is, it is a few yes. hours after the game, so do not expect it immediately after No, the we game. got media stuff to do. And then also on your way out, make sure you get the like button. Um, make sure that you uh, give five stars to the DMVR Buffs podcast, do Hell all yeah. those sorts of things. We really appreciate that. And, of course, get yourself a membership so you can read everything that we're writing on the website. That's going to do it for today. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Allie. And we will see you guys after the game tomorrow. See you.